Welcome to the Bike Life Podcast by Warm Showers Foundation, where we will be sharing knowledge, experience, tools, and stories of touring cyclists and hosts from around the world. I'm Tauber Lee, the woman behind the scenes at Warm Showers Foundation, the leading platform for cyclists looking for hosts and to connect with a passionate international community. Find out more by visiting us at warmshowers.org. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is going to be our first family interview. We have the most amazing couple and their two sons with us today, and they are currently touring and they're in France. They are in separate tents so we could master the audio, and they are here with us today. So Jocelyn and Heron, Sitka and Ed, thank you so much for joining us on the Bike Life Podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Yes, I'm very excited. And I, I'm actually going to start with Sitka, this handsome young man who's in the tent with his dad, being willing to come on the show and talk about what it's been like. So Sitka, how long have you been on this bike tour? Well, I think almost two months, I think, since we left. Mm. And where do you live, Sitka? Where do you originate from? In Whitehorse, Yukon. Uh, and and why did you? You're currently in France, but why did from from your perspective, Sitka? What why did your family decide to do this tour? Well, we've well we've been like we do a tour somewhere on our bikes or sometimes hiking, pretty much every year. So, and we've always been interested in Europe. So. I love it. What an amazing way to see new places. And so, Ed, would you like to add on to that? Oh, yes. We, uh, uh, we've, since the boys were born, we've taken them on some form of active travel. Uh, from the time Heron was four months old, we uh, were hiking on the Camino de Santiago with him on our parental leave. And so we've tried every summer to, to do mostly bike touring uh, since they were uh, old enough to wear a helmet. We've bike toured all, all over the world and uh, I find that's just an amazing way to bond as a family, just those lasting memories that we get and, uh, and the way overcoming obstacles, I think, together is what uh, brings us together really well as a family. So any opportunity yes. we have some downtime, we like to, to get out and see the world. Yes. I, and also, I'm sure a lot of opportunity to really create a different type of education Sure, they've learned uh, an awful lot on this trip so far. Yeah, <laughs> we will. We'll circle back to that because I do want to hear from Heron and Sitka. What are some of the things you've learned? But Ed, tell me a little bit about what was it like when you first started touring when they were small? Did you primarily um, carry them in the side, or did like how did how did that work? Yeah, that first trip was uh, with uh, one of those uh, baby backpacks. Heron was on Jocelyn's back, and I had. Uh, a 24 kilogram backpack on my back as we wandered across Europe and then to South America as well with him doing a lot of hiking. But then once they were old enough to wear the helmets, as we said, uh, they, we started off with the chariot to the back. So we were tugging them behind. Then we bought an extra cycle. So it was kind of like a cargo bike and Jocelyn fitted out with uh, padded seats and a, and a baby seat at the back. And so we were bringing them. And then we evolved to you or we who's where they were sort of pedaling. And then six years ago, we were in uh, Australia and New Zealand on 
family tandems made by Bike Friday. So we've kind of evolved mm. as they've gotten bigger. We've had to come up with new contraptions to bring them with us. And now finally they're on their own bikes with their own panniers and carrying all their own stuff. Amazing. And so, Heron, I'm going to come to you and ask you, I, I mean, you must have friends back home. I, I mean, how do they react to all these amazing places that you get to visit? Do they think that it's different? Do they Have they asked to come with you yet? <laughs> I'm sure that's coming. <laughs> Most of them are just like, oh, lucky you get to miss school. <laughs> but Right. <laughs> <laughs> but how yeah, old are you? A lot. 14. Okay, keep going. Yes. There's a lot of like, why, why are you going to bike 10,000 kilometers? But a lot of my friends are in the cross-country ski program, so they understand kind of like why we'd want to be outside. Yeah. Yeah. And Jocelyn, this this is such a, a beautiful way to bring your boys along with what you're passionate about. You know, how in your perspective, you know, how has this been a challenge? Like what have been the hard parts? I mean, it's been such a joy to be able to do something like this every year with them and something we look forward to. And I mean, there are day-to-day challenges, but there's day-to-day challenges, you know, at home in Whitehorse, just getting out the door to school on time is the same as getting your panniers on your bike to get out before it's really hot and you're biking. So, <laughs> I mean, right. like, there's always the little challenges, but um, yeah, I would. I wouldn't say that the challenges are, are significant um, because we've been doing it their whole lives too. I think that really helps that they know how much fun it is to go and be somewhere new every day. So it's not like we're dragging them along with us. Right. And as they've gotten older, they've gotten more and more involved in the planning, which has been a huge, mm. huge change. So they picked different countries they wanted to plan on this tour and they did all the organizing, they do all the budgeting, they did all the research. So there's a huge amount of buy-in and, you know, we're doing things that they're interested in doing too. So mm-hmm. things have definitely evolved as they've gotten older, but um, no, this is something that all four of us love to do. Amazing. So Heron, what made you choose this particular route that you're on now from your perspective? Um, so the Eurovelo routes in, in Europe, in France, especially, are really like they're well signed. They each have their own separate website with places to stay, places to get food. And it's, it's really well laid out. So when I was researching where we should go, it was kind of a no brainer. That makes sense. And what has been the favorite place that you visited? Country, city, town, any of it? I really like the spot where we spent my birthday. I really like that. We um, we went surfing there. So we hadn't gone surfing since I was seven, since we were actually with a warm showers host in New Zealand named Rod and his wife, Deb. And they kind of sparked my love for surfing. And then we got to do that again in Mimi Zen. It was really nice. And where Mimi Zen? Yeah, Mimizan. Nice, nice. I love it. And so you got to celebrate your birthday on the road. How amazing. Did you uh, did you plan that location? Was that your pick because it was your birthday? Yeah, we stopped there for a few days and surfed. And our, our uh, beach house was right like built into the dunes. So it was really, really nice to spend a couple of days off there. Amazing. I love it. I love it. And so Sitka, how about for you? What What attracted you to this particular route? Other than what Heron has shared, anything different? Mm, well, I guess, like, I really like mythology. I read a lot of mythology. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to go to Italy and Greece. So after this, we're going to Switzerland and then down to Greece. 
Oh, no, down to Italy, and then down the uh, down like through Croatia and Slovenia, and then to Greece. So, mm, I love it. What is your favorite mythology? Do you have one that you're reading now, or one that you like to reread? Mm, probably Greek. Hmm. Me as well. Just so you know, I read a lot of mythology. I like that too. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So tell us a little bit about your warm showers experiences. Ed, let's start with you. I know that you you have met lots of warm showers hosts along the way. Um, you know, share something with us that has been impactful for you. Yeah, I think that uh, when we were, especially in New Zealand and Australia, we were blown away by how generous everyone was. Uh, warm showers hosts, especially because we were in touch with them ahead of time. We love the fact that whenever we go and arrive at a warm showers host, they know exactly what we want. They know that we're hungry. They know that we want to have need to have a shower and probably have our laundry done. So, uh, more than any other hosts, you know, they really know uh, what's going on. So, uh, but even we started in Whangarei in uh, New Zealand with Paul and Carol. There, they took good care of us and invited us out to this. Uh, to a pizza outdoor pizza thing at their parish. They had us that all ready for this there. Uh, Mark and Auckland was uh, Mark and Moira and and Auckland were ready for, to keep it, to dry us out uh, when we were arriving and we were cold. Uh, It's just so many people uh, helping us out and and coming up with the most interesting ways. There was a one and I can't remember her name, but in Merwillaba in Australia, we uh, had our rack just snap right at the right at the axle, and we didn't know what to do. But we were staying at a warm showers that night, so we called ahead. She called ahead to the bike shop she knew, made sure that we were ready. She came picked us up, like all of those little extra bits of people just understanding how that works um, and how bike touring works so it helps a lot. And then they give us all sorts of great uh, ideas and tips for how to to uh, where to go on from there. And then we've just met a lot of warm showers hosts. I feel that we're experts in little things or is a Kevin in, in New Zealand who, um, who did done a whole bunch of different night neat ice trekking, but also we had just gone by an ice cream plant and we thought, Oh, I wonder how ice cream is made. Like, what is up with that? And we just mentioned it to him and he said, Oh, I just retired from the ice cream plant. Let me tell you all about it. So it was just like all that local knowledge was just, uh, something phenomenal. So we love telling the stories of those because there's so many, so many funny stories and great stories of the, that kind of accommodation that we had. Mm, yeah, I love it. And I know that when we first spoke, you had some really wonderful warm showers experiences. So thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that. And Jocelyn, do you also, do you guys also host when you're not touring? Yeah, it's hard because we're always gone in the summer. <laughs> so especially living up north, we've been up there for five years now. People only bike up tour up there, you know, if they're biking from Alaska to Argentina. <laughs> right, so it's, right. it's definitely been a lot less since we moved north because we're never there during bike touring season. Right. But certainly before moving up there, I hosted a ton of, we're part of a number of different cycling communities warm showers and otherwise. And yeah, there's, there's always bikers at our house and it's, it's just lovely to share that, that shared passion. Mm-hmm. So what's it like Karen missing school? What, how does that, I mean, do you do school while you're on the road or do you do it before you go? Um, what we've done on the road, we've, we've, we keep a journal and while every country it seems to be a new language. So mm-hmm. you're in France, we go to a, or I, I attend a French high school in Whitehorse. 
So French is one of the easier ones, but Spanish and Portuguese and coming up Italian, Greek will be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's, it's awesome to be immersed in these kind of things that's, you learn a lot. So you're actually off of school right now. This would be a break for you in Whitehorse. And in Whitehorse, we we left at the very start of March break, and then we'll come back at the end of summer break. So we will miss, I think, around a month in the middle. Mm-hmm. More yeah. than that, or a month and a half. <laughs> 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 I'm I'm sh- I'm sure I, I I'm sure that the education that you're receiving along the path of this journey is way more than you would learn in that month and a half of school, but that's just a mother's opinion. I'm a mother, so I, <laughs> I totally understand. Like I, I get it. Um, does the school require you to turn in anything about your time away? No. So I was, I asked my teachers before I went, they said, Oh, well, like in grade eight, you, you're probably fine. But like, here's some of the things that we will be learning. It's mostly science and math that were like, here's some building blocks. But mm-hmm. no, I think, I'll be fine in grade nine. I think it really depends on the family and on the kids. So certain subjects are, I think you would need to keep up on, you know, the Mm -hmm. boys are quite lucky and that math comes so easy to them that their teachers felt like they could just catch up if they'd missed whatever they had missed. Um, Whereas other touring families that we know math is one of those subjects that they really need to keep going or else when they come home, they're going to just really have a gap in their knowledge. So that seems to be a tricky subject, but a lucky one for our kids. Right, and yeah. Um, yeah, reading and writing happens in journaling and in reading and in talking to people. So, you know, language is done. Right, <laughs> History right. and social studies happens on the road. Like you said, you know, they're learning all yeah. this real life mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah, math seems to be the kicker for a lot of touring families. But we've been lucky in that we're not we're not doing anything formal. That's interesting. You bring up other families. So have you met other families touring as well? Not on this trip, but we but we know a lot of other families um, back home that mm. do world schooling or um, longer bike trips and um, who do this kind of this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Today's episode is brought to you by bikeflights.com, the leading bicycle shipping service and bike box supplier for cyclists. You'll enjoy low costs, excellent service, and on-time delivery with every shipment. And you get preferred handling for your high-value bikes, wheels, and gear. As a brand built around a love for the outdoors, they are committed to reducing environmental impact, and every bike flight's shipment is carbon neutral. Join the nearly 1 million cyclists who have used bike flights to ship their bikes, wheels, and gear with confidence since 2009 and see how easy it is to book, manage, and track all of your shipments. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers today for more information and to book your shipment. Now back to the show. Do you, do you as a family, document your journey? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll give that question to Ed. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, 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 do, um, we keep a blog. Uh, but uh, I think even from the very beginning when we were, had hair on our back on the Camino, people said, oh, you need to write a book about it. And we kept uh, keeping notes and keeping notes. But then, as you know, when you get back from traveling, life gets in the way and you don't get around to it. But we finally put it all together. And so we just uh, published our first book. It was about our, 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 trip in, uh, <laughs> our trip in Australia and New Zealand and French Polynesia. So we just called it Bike Touring with Kids, the Oceania Odyssey. Mm. And it's actually on Amazon. You can download it as an ebook or uh, print it on demand. We're so excited because 
we've got went through all those stories. They're all funny stories, but also I think uh, a way of answering those questions. So we get constantly asked questions. What what do you have on your bike? What do you eat? How does it work? And so we're able to put all that in with different stories, but at the same time, kind of giving advice to other families as to as to how uh, as to how to how to kind of do some of the same things, or just painting that picture for them. And at the same time, it was hilarious for us to re refresh some of those, like the exploding camp stove and standing in the cow poop up to our knees, like the great stories, and just laughing again at that. So yeah, we've been doing that and then we keep a blog for this one as well which is handy for uh maybe their next book about europe but yeah so we've got our blog up at yukon for explore and uh jocelyn does a great job at, and the boys have been taking over all of the, the photos for the most part they love taking pictures so they're uh, they started their instagram account and uh and jocelyn the boys take care of that side of it uh posting a picture every every day we're actually for a whole bunch of pictures every day and uh, on Instagram. So we've been, yeah, trying to do a bit better job of documenting it. Now the boys are older, they participate in that too. I love it. I will make sure that we put the show lo- show um, in the show notes, we put the link to your blog, Great. to the book, and to your Instagram awesome. handle so everybody can find you. So be prepared for the Warm Showers community to come out and say, hey, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we met you on the podcast. We want to follow your journey. Fantastic. That's so, good. So Sitka, tell me a little bit about that story that your dad was just referencing. What's the camp stove one? Tell me the story. Uh, I can't really remember. It was a while ago. It was six years ago. So. <laughs> and Okay, let's ask Heron. Heron, do you remember the exploding camp stove story? We, are, we have the cook stove. That's, it's an MSR one, and they're... Their whole like advertisement is that you can cook with anything. Like you could fill it up at a gas station. You could use like dry cleaner fluid. You could use anything really. And I can't. We were trying. I can't even remember what we were trying to use, but it kept like backfiring and exploding in flame, and it, it just wouldn't work. And so we were trying to figure out what to light our stove with because it wouldn't work. That's funny. Did you uh, did you send a review into the manufacturer and say, "Hey, we are the family on the road that tested it. This is not true." <laughs> um, so, Sitka, I'm going to come back to you. What is your favorite part of the trip to take pictures of? Mm, well, like I guess mostly. Well, like on the coast. Well, and I guess everywhere the views. Like whatever, mm-hmm. like mountains or coastsides, but also, mm-hmm. I guess, kind of desserts because <laughs> desserts. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're a boy after my own heart. I prefer desserts to take pictures of desserts too. Yeah, because we do this, like we invented a challenge where we have to find a new dessert every day, or new couple desserts that we've never tried before, and we have to order it in the language of the country that we're in. Mm. And we have like a budget, so it's really it's also just so a really what was, nice experience. What was the dessert last night? Um. Or today, what time? What today? Today's was there was like a well, my favorite one today was probably my favorite one of the entire trip. It was like it was called a macaron framboise. It was like. Almost like a meringue on like a raspberry meringue kind of thing on top, and then whipped cream with perfectly fresh raspberries in the middle, and then another like 
raspberry kind of meringue on the bottom. Mmm, yum. You just made me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. How about you, Heron? What's been your favorite dessert on this trip so far? Um, I the Portuguese desserts were quite good actually, and they were they actually tended to be the cheapest. We could get more desserts for our budget. <laughs> but um I really liked the one that was called the pastel de nata, which was like a custard filled like little tart. But yeah, they were any dessert is good. <laughs> it's very interesting that you say that because I spent uh, 14 years in Ontario, just outside of Toronto, and there's this little area of Portuguese restaurants. And that tart that you just described is the first thing that came to my mind when you said Portuguese desserts. It is so good. <laughs> it is so yeah. good. Uh, I, it's really hard to get good Portuguese tarts in different parts of the United States. I need to go back to Toronto specifically Toronto. Okay. or come visit you on your trip and have Portuguese tarts with you. <laughs> so let me come back to you, Ed, and ask for other people that are listening that have children of any age, because you have been doing this for so long, what suggestions do you give families to get started on a tour? Like what, you know, if they're not sure, like what are some of the basics that they need to know? That's a great question, I think. And we get it a lot. And I think we just start with the short trips, day trips, uh, getting their kids out because a lot of it is their endurance. We've had to kind of, you know, I think you have to build that up. You can't maybe just go from zero to a six month, 10,000 kilometer trip, but we definitely think starting from the beginning, I know when, uh, Joss is first pregnant, people said, Oh, that's the end of your life is traveling people. And we were pretty determined not to do that. So, um, we've just been building up endurance as we go with, you know, as I say, smaller trips, three weeks or even a couple of days and then a week and then a couple of weeks and, and doing that, I think, has helped. Building up their endurance has also been, especially as they've gotten older, is incorporating things that they like to do in it as well. So as they've gotten older, uh, well, when we were in Australia and New Zealand, it was visiting a lot of parks, building that time in to visit the parks. They had these things in New Zealand called jumping pillows. Remember that? They were just these massive puffy things that you just, it was like a big trampoline, but it was outside and we were a bit freaked out because it looked so dangerous, but they were, they were enjoying that. And now as teenagers, so then that week for Heron, we just planned a whole week around surfing and that was because he's into that. So we go and we surfed and I am terrible at surfing. I broke my toe <laughs> surfing this time. Like we just, you know, doing things with them that they want to do as well, I think is, is important. So um, that was kind of kind of incorporating their personalities into it. And then, as I say, starting small and, uh, and building, building up to, so that uh, they enjoy doing it, but then they're also able to do it too. Yeah, really good advice. And how about you, Jocelyn? Anything you would add? I was thinking, well, my sister's traveling with us right now, actually. She's here for two weeks, and she was asking me how bike touring's changed for me over 20 years, because <laughs> mm -hmm. I've been doing this for 20 years. And I was telling her that, you know, when Ed and I were just bike touring, it was mostly, we were just biking. You know, you'd bike, and then you'd set up camp, and then you'd go to sleep, and then you'd wake up and you'd do it all over again. <laughs> and with kids, it's become a lot more, you know, biking from one fun thing to the next. And like after dinner, like in France, every night we play petanque or we borrow ping pong rackets, you know, we'll go down to the beach. Like we just put a little bit more effort in to making it not just about the biking. You know, the biking is just a way to get from place to place and taking mm. more time for, you know, to go check out that cool town in the middle of the day or go check mm. out that museum, which is great. I enjoy it way more. <laughs> it's actually mm -hmm. way more fun to do it through the eyes of, um, 
of a kid, really, than mm-hmm. just biking from town to town. So we see way more and we put more effort into, um, yeah, enjoying, enjoying the whole trip. Mm-hmm. The other thing yeah. for families, I was thinking, uh, we've actually taken a lot of our friends on their first ever bike trips, even if it's just for an overnight. And it's amazing how many things, you know, they're just looking like, oh, how does that solar panel work? And why that stove and stuff that, you know, when we send them our packing list or, you know, things that we think are just normal. If you haven't seen it in action, you know, you forget all those little bits and pieces. So I would say that if people have, if they know people who do it, don't be shy to say, hey, can I take along for a weekend? And um, we actually have a family who's joining us for a month on um, mm. on this trip, friends of ours from Whitehorse, who've come with us uh, the last three summers on various trips after doing our first one night test ride. And then they were like, okay, we're hooked. We're in. <laughs> we're doing this. And that's really fun. I mean, having kids... Um, so they'll have three other boys. It's going to be wild. Mm. Um, <laughs> that is going to be wild. <laughs> That's going to be a lot of dessert. <laughs> a lot of dessert. So yeah, incorporating other friends and families and yeah, making it a bit of a party and not feeling too shy to ask other people who've done it before for help. We get lots of emails all the time. We always write back. I feel like people are always happy to, to share something mm-hmm. that they love doing and to um, have other people join in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing. And Heron, what would you add to someone your age um, if you wanted to encourage them to get involved with their family on a bike tour? It's kind of the same thing my mom said, like trying to not only like I'm going to bike around here, but I'm going to bike from each like soccer game to surf spot to adventure park in the trees with zip lines. Like it's it's a lot of a lot. It's a lot about like the things that you can do in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the fun. I love that you are so focused on the fun <laughs> in between. I wrote down biking from one fun thing to the next. That is, that's like a, that's a really powerful thing to say. In fact, I'll probably just call your show this. <laughs> um, so Sitka, I want to ask you one final question and that is what is your most favorite part of bike touring? Well, other than the dessert, because we've already talked about <laughs> dessert. Um, well, I really like meeting people, and I also really like the views. Yeah. Like just being yeah. out there and being like breathing fresh air and looking around you and just seeing beautiful mountains or sea or beach or whatever you're around. Through the eyes of youth, we can learn a lot. thank you all so much for sharing I am really grateful that you agreed to take time out of your tour to set up all the things and get prepared to be able to do this interview and share your story with so many others around the world there will be people from many different countries listening to this show so thank you so much for your time and for being a part of our community thank you Taverly that was really fun thank you thank you for having us Yes, and Heron and Sitka, well done. Very well done. (laughs) I will make sure to include all of those links that we referenced in the show notes so people can find you. And please keep us posted on how this journey concludes and what's next. And you consider this an open invitation to come back to Bike Life anytime you would like. Wonderful. That was great. We'd love to come back uh, maybe at the end of the trip or closer to the end. and That would be great. That would be perfect. Let's do that. Okay. For sure. Okay, wonderful. 
Thank you. And for everybody that's listening, we appreciate everyone joining this podcast and helping us share our stories into larger communities around the world. So feel free to share this show to anyone that you think might be interested. And don't forget that your rating and review means the world to us. It helps us get in front of more people who might be interested in bike touring and hosting. So thank you for listening and we will be back. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Wherever you are listening, please leave us a rating and a review as it helps us reach more cyclists and hosts around the world. Visit us at warmshowers.org to become a part of our community or on Instagram at warmshowers underscore org. If you would like to be a guest on the show or submit a question, please make sure to email us at podcast at warmshowers.org.